You're listening to the Sleuth Podcast. Real private investigators here to help you find the truth when you need to know. Sharing sometimes shocking, sometimes heartwarming, and sometimes hilarious stories from the field. They keep it real. Interviews with experts bring you insights on how people leverage PIs in their lives and in their businesses. Licensed by the Department of Public Safety, here's your hosts, Jamie and Lindsay. Gobble, gobble, gobble. (laughs) Welcome to the Sleuth Podcast. I'm Jamie and this is Lindsay. And we are PIs here to help you find the truth when you really need to know. Hey. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday. Today's Black Friday. Yesterday was Thanksgiving. Yes. My belly's full. Same. Still feeling good. The holidays have officially began. How was your Thanksgiving? Was it good? It was good. I made um, stuffing for the first time. Oh. So I had bought me some Bojangles biscuits for my (laughs) bread. What? And craisins and some little herbs and all kinds of fun stuff and learn how to make amazing. It, oh, it is. I've it's never like, had Bojangle biscuit stuffing. I have a picture. Oh, we'll put that on the Instagram. On Instagram Yay. with the recipe. <laughs> Can I get that recipe? Yes. That sounds good. This was the first time, though, that I cooked the whole meal. Oh, good. So I did the whole thing. Did you? Did I, you was, I didn't know I was supposed to. I just woke up and I was like, so is somebody going <laughs> to cook the turkey? Really? <laughs> yep. So I was like, well, nobody's going to do it. I'm going to do it. It was good, though. Everything came out like to the minute, on time. It was Very a nice little, little mini family Thanksgiving. Was oh, perfect. Leanne was so cute. That little dress. Oh, with yeah. those little fall leaves on it. <laughs> I was like, oh. She basted the turkey. She thought she was painting. And I was like, no, that's butter. And she's like, I'm painting. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we have the address, all the dicks. Because I just can't <laughs> live without doing so. First off, I'm not a criminal. I don't want to be a criminal. No. I, w- I won't be getting any assault charges or trespassing no, charges. Excited about Dex and her I life. I did. I live in, you know, that's why I love TV because I'm, you know, <laughs> you know it's not real. I can imagine yeah. all these things. And then, you know, I have this alternate life where I can just be wild and crazy. But like, really, I just want to go to church and love Jesus and <laughs> raise my child and be a good P.I., you're a good person. You're a good PI and a good person. Not yeah. a criminal at all. Yeah. So I had to put that out. I was like, oh gosh, we were listening back and I was like, not only are we talking about all the dicks, but I'm sorry. We're talking- <laughs> <laughs> sorry, friends. Sorry, family. Sorry, bride. Sorry, bridesmaids. Oh, I got good. a little carried away. I was emotional because I was what? concerned for my friend, but everything was fine. Every- it was a beautiful bridal shower. Everything oh, was that fun. Go? It was great. It was nice. Don't know that it was six hundred dollars. I must say, were there any orchids? <laughs> no, oh, no. Okay. It was plastic tablecloths and balloons. There was a lot of food, though. Food can get expensive. And was there a lot of love? There was a lot of love. It Very was good. mostly family. I don't know, maybe 20, 30 people. It was nice. Lots okay, of cool good. gifts. She cried when she opened my gift to her. I did a little family portrait for them. Oh, so I had my sweet little moment. <laughs> it was nice. Got your moment. Made you cry. Good. <laughs> so. I was scrolling on Facebook yesterday and I came across this ring doorbell video. We've talked about the ring doorbells before, Yeah, but I I typically steer clear of sad videos. Ignorance is bliss sometimes, but (laughs) here was this in my Facebook video scroll. It was in Fort Worth, Texas, and a ring doorbell caught the abduction of an eight-year-old girl. Did you see that? (sighs) Girl, we were... I hate things like that. I know, we were fine. But I hate things like that. But look, so this mom, it was like a pretty neighborhood. 
Um, and the houses were all facing like a, a regular street, like two-way street. And a mom supposedly was holding her daughter and a car drove by and snatched her daughter out of her arms. So the doorbell actually caught all of this really clearly. And like the audio on the video is insane wow. because she's all the way out in the street and the, you know, the home has a decent sized yard, but the, the wide angle on the ring doorbell cam was just awesome. It was pretty clear. The mom was just screaming, help me, help me. So the neighbor came out and, you know, that's kind of where the whole investigation picked up. Right. And I want to say it was the same day. They found the little girl. And so from the doorbell footage, they were able to identify the car. They couldn't get a license tag, but I think they just put out, you know. A bolo. Yeah. Or Amber Alert, probably. And Well, the bolo would be for the car. Be on the lookout. In the in the little clip that I saw, you know, I didn't see the whole video, but just a little news clipping of it. So she was found at a motel down mm. the street, and the little girl had been threatened by the man who picked her up and said, you know, if I'm going to hide you in the room when the police come in, you know, if you say anything, he threatened her. So she was hiding in a freaking laundry basket, and so they went oh. back into the room and found her in a laundry basket. So she was sent to, I don't know, they didn't really go over, you know, her condition or anything, but... As far as I know, she's okay. And the mom apparently fought this man so hard when he grabbed her daughter out of her arms that she ended up with a piece of his jewelry. So I'm sure that that probably oh, helped wow. identify him also. Very good. So I thought that that was super interesting. So as I was looking for that video today, I went to Google and I, of course, typed in ring doorbell crime. And then more of them came. One article called the ring doorbell, the new neighborhood watch. Right. And that's amazing because yeah. truly when you look at these things, the audio is so good. There was another one um, in L.A. and a doorbell cam caught this terrible scream of a woman saying, somebody help me, somebody help me. And she's in a moving vehicle. And the mm. camera caught her saying that as the vehicle was passing the home. And that was two weeks ago in L.A. So, I mean, That's this great. is like motion detection there. Do you guys mm -hmm. have a ring doorbell? I don't. Do I you? don't. I want to get one. So I have I've one and there's some interesting stuff in there. Like when you open up the app, it pulls up a map of my house and it'll show all pins of where somebody got arrested. Somebody got a ticket. Right. Or okay. there were any kind of reports. So every week you get like a a report of the crime that happens in your neighborhood, like within like a four or five get block one. radius. Right. Well, uh -huh. I know like for today, for Black Friday, there's a bunch of sales for them. So there's different editions that you could get, like Ring Pro, okay. Ring Doorbell 2. I don't know what they are. But Which one do you have, Joe? I think I got the first one or the second one. It's okay. been a while. The battery's been dying pretty quick. There's one guy in my neighborhood that posts all the time about, did you guys hear gunshots? Like, but nobody ever responds to him, but he, he posts like three times a week. Like, I heard those gunshots. It's 8.23 p.m. I heard what sounded like three gunshots. Oh, uh, that's like my old neighborhood in Raleigh. It's probably somebody's car place. backfiring. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, it's a tire. It's like very specific. It sounded like shots from a handgun. It sounded like it was a mile away. Did anybody hear that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Calm down, guy. Is that from your ring doorbell or like next door? Ring doorbell. But it's very much like next door. It's like people huh. will film like a dog. Anybody know this dog? Oh, I love that, though. I love yeah. that. So do you have your ring doorbell somehow? What did I? You can like register it with the police department. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, I, I didn't register. I mean, I saw that in one of the articles today that somehow that's possible. Where I would you think can that give would be permission. Oh, like yeah. give them permission. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's really replacing your alarm system. And then there was another one in California where they showed a girl was being held against her will by her ex-boyfriend. She got out of the house and 
immediately went to the neighbor's house, probably because she knew that they had a ring doorbell. Right. And she's banging on the door, screaming for her life. Right. And I then he pulls that. her away by her hair. Yeah. And then she let, he like dragged her off by her, yeah. by her hair. And yeah. that was a hard one to watch. I mean, and then he threatened to kill her. But there you go again. Had he not had the doorbell not been able to capture that audio specifically with that audio threat. She might not. None of these situations would have played out. So I know that there's a lot of cameras out there that don't include the audio right. and that's you know like that's cool and off you just kind of I mean what are you going to do with a picture of that person's face taking your Amazon package or something like that you know but the audio is that's what made all of these happen right well you know being a concerned citizen I want to get a ring doorbell but I do too speaking of all of this sex trafficking has been Huge. So I was kind of looking that up to talk a little bit about today. Yesterday, of course, it's it's the holiday time. People are out shopping and they're always like, you know, do you recognize the signs of sex trafficking? You know, would you, you know, recognize the 15 passenger van with the bolt at the bottom? You know, I saw that on Facebook and I was like, I would, I probably would notice that, but would I call the police on that? I don't know. So I was in Walmart and there was like a middle-aged white guy with like two Asian girls. And like the first thing in my mind was like, that is a weird picture. They don't look right. The girls didn't have on much clothing and the girl had on like white boots. It was just really, really, really weird. And so I just got to thinking, you know, how can, you know, how do we help with any kind of awareness? And I was just thinking maybe we could talk about that a little bit on on the show today. So what does it look like, right? trafficking um there are various forms of trafficking including like massage labor and sex trafficking so we worked i worked a a pi job where we had to work a massage parlor right i want to do that (laughs) i've always wanted one of those so normally it's men that are being serviced right Mm -hmm. and they go into usually the asian massage parlors and you know i guess there is a key word you know that you would be using if you want to go all the way there um, I know the rule is like, don't take off your underwear if you don't plan on having your happy ending. Wow. Yeah. So, but they will, I guess, ask you to take your underwear off. I don't know if it's a not legit place, but it was a guy and he had done a massage on a, on a young girl. I think she was in her twenties and the girl really felt like he was kind of being perverted. So they hired us and we went in and I had to go and get a massage from this guy and, you know, let him do his thing. And uh, he was different, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was he definitely did more than massage envy, but I don't think that he was being a pervert. I asked him a lot of questions while I was in there. I talked to him about his wife and look if he had a wife, if he you know what his life was like. He had children that lived in other states, but the different thing about him is he was a a worm grower, right? So he grew organic worms for what, like gardening. <sighs> I don't, it was either gardening or Fishing? feeding of something. I don't know. But he was a worm grower. And so, like, if you just think about his little hands, like, digging. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what his fingers felt like. So I was just thinking, you know, if I was a young 20-something-year-old, I probably would have felt like he was being perverted. Yeah. But he wasn't. That's why I don't get massages. No? No. No. They're very don't necessary. Touch no. Nope. Well, so sorry, let me go back to this to this sex trafficking. So there's a thing in North Carolina called Project No Rest. Um, and Project No Rest is a organization that 
increases awareness and prevention about human trafficking and how it affects children and young people in North Carolina. And they work with UNC School of Social Work and, you know, trying to shine the, the light on human, human trafficking and reduce the number of youth trafficked while improving the lives of those affected by trafficking. So, I don't know, you say you don't like to talk about this. Why not, Lindsay? Because I hate that topic. I mean, that because it's... But it's a real thing. It is a real thing. And I think what's most disturbing about it is nobody knows what to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, there, you could always research a, a list of things to look for. But then what? You know what, truly, then what? I mean, how many times have you, in the scope of your duties, observe, you know, while observing people, observe people just be just stand there and watch something happen and do nothing. Right. But because I don't that happens. those people. No, I don't either. But so the thing is, do? how do you, how do you teach those people to, to not freeze and to act? Because even in this ring doorbell video, specifically the, the one in LA two weeks ago, if you Google that, it'll come up immediately. Mm-hmm. The person whose doorbell it is, they came there and I think she was in a bathrobe or something. And she just came and stood on her porch. And like, I mean, I get it in that point. What are you going to do? Go chase the moving car. But that it's a perfect example. Like if you look at her body language, that's exactly what people do is right. they just stand there. And I mean, I've I've been guilty of that. I mean, there was one instance in particular where I was guilty of that. Well, but also like, huh? I mean, yeah, like the man, like exactly. What do I do? Exactly. And that that's the problem is people don't know what to do. And it almost seems like it this this crime happens because people don't know what to do, because people don't know how to find it. They don't know how and what to do when they when they're simply suspicious of it well this site tells you you can do a couple of different things you can call a number one 888 is be free where you can text like help to this text number and it goes to the national human king traveling and so i guess they contact somebody so you know we were working a criminal case in greensboro and we came across a human trafficking detective so maybe if i followed this guy that was in Walmart out to his car. And then I called this number and said, you know, this is what the guy looks like. This is the car he's in. I mean, that's better than nothing. Yeah, no, no, that's a good thing. At least a, a license tag and a good description. Photos, everybody has a cell phone. You know, document what you see, I guess. Right. I mean, but, we have to do something, especially since North Carolina is one of those states where this is like high crime. Right. I feel bad now not doing something you know about I don't know if I was supposed to do anything but like you know well, because it also it, right? it always crosses your mind like how do you know these aren't his two adopted daughters right but that didn't look like adopted daughters something in my gut was like that's really I don't weird. know why don't you go back to that Walmart and ask to look at their security cameras because I'm not the cops and they're not gonna let me do that hey you never know what they might let you do I know but they shouldn't don't tell them that well, I mean, I've, I've asked that question before. I've asked the people at work. So what happens if, let's say it's a hotel situation and I want to know, you know, more information about the hotel? Like you brought up that one time you could just call their room essentially. Right. But what if you wanted to be a little more discreet? So my question at the time was, could I just go in and talk to the people at the hotel desk and just kind of cross my fingers and hope that they'll tell me something? Because when law enforcement goes in, people have this obligation basically right. cooperate or or else. You know, right. or else your day is going to suck. Right. But for us, you know, people can flat out be like, I don't know who you are. I'm not talking to you. And even, yeah, you have a badge. Yeah, you have an ID. But people truly, they don't know anything about PIs. And so they may not hand over any information. And the answer I got to that question was, yeah, if I could just go in and try. 
Like, <laughs> you never know what they're going to tell you. Go in there and ask. Hmm. Maybe I'll do that. So I'm on the uh, Polaris website, which is a human trafficking website. It's the number that that yes. goes to. Thank you. And uh, they're looking at the statistics here for North Carolina. It says that there were, in 2018, 287 mm-hmm. human trafficking cases reported. That's a lot. 287? 287. Where? In North Carolina. That's Does all. it give you a city huh. or anything? It's not a, it's not a very specific breakdown. That's still a lot. That's a heavy topic, but... Oh, so look, here, there's signs. What are the signs? All right, common work and living conditions for these people. Are they under 18, providing paid sexual acts? Do they have a pimp or manager? Unpaid or paid very little, working long or unusual hours? Owes a large debt? Or work or living space features tinted windows, boarded up windows, bars on windows, barbed wire, security cameras. I forget the color light. Oh, it just escaped. Is it a yellow light? What's the one for people? A red light? Is it a red light? Red light district? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. There's something about a porch light that if it's a certain color, that's kind of like a sign for Mm -hmm. a place that you could go to, to, to traffic people. But then it has like like poor mental behavior. So if they're un, you know avoid eye contact, anxious, overly attached to one person, mm-hmm. that's kind of weird. Poor physical health, no health care, malnourished. That's sad. Know. It is very sad. I worked a security job once. The Best Buy by Crabtree Mall. Mm-hmm. It's a hotel directly across from that, like up on the hill behind the gas station. I worked the Embassy sec- Suites. Is that what it is? Or the it's a Marriott. I think it's a Marriott, yeah. something like that. So there, there's two or three hotels there, mm-hmm. but the the one directly behind the gas station, way up high on the hill, right there by the exit, um, kind of overlooking everything. I worked there while that was under construction. Oh. So I worked there, and we were there basically overnight, so all night long. And the whole thing was under construction. There was still lots of scaffolding. That's kind of why we were there, to make sure that people weren't coming trying to steal the scaffolding and scrap it, which there were crazy people out there. <laughs> they didn't get away with it, of course. We were like, what you doing? But so I sat in my car and had to stay awake all night, and it was freezing cold, so I was pretty much always in the car. I didn't get out and walk around much. It was the winter And I was facing the little hotel there right across the way. And I want to say it's America's Best Value Inn. Yeah, and there is a huge, like, I mean, but I wouldn't call it sex trafficking. It was just... Prostitution. Prostitution, yeah. Yeah. And there was that little flat hotel. I'm sorry. uh Yeah. The one with the outdoor things that goes around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they had a, a guy that worked the desk in there, and he would come over and talk to me sometimes, and... Like, they just kind of let it happen. Like, they didn't care. But mm-hmm. they basically, kind of to speak to the red light thing, they had signals. And I would sit there and watch the the curtains. You know, hotel cheap hotel rooms have those big, heavy blackout curtains. Right. And they would open and close and open and close, you know, three or four times a night. And that's what was happening was, I mean, it was the same girl that was in there working all the time. She came over to talk to me once or twice. And Raleigh police would come in and check on, and check on her. I mean, they basically, everybody knew who she was, what she was doing. But it was kind of one of those things that... Hmm. A, li- yeah. a life of a terrible life, <laughs> but it happens. It happens all around us. You know, it's not, this is not one of those Hollywood things. This is real life. And even in a, a great place like Raleigh and Carrie and, right. you know, These here with all this happen. growth that we have, it probably attracts even more, I would think. So and people are so um, self-centered. And yeah. Kind of in your own little bubble right. and unaware. Right. 
So if anybody has anything further to talk about that, I mean, feel free to write in to ask the sleuth. Do you, have you experienced anything like that? Is there something where you felt like you just kind of stood there and didn't act? Have you seen somebody else stand there and not act? Or have you, you know, been involved in a happy story like that? That would be nice to know. Right. The Polaris website says that there are about 9,000 business locations for illicit massage in the U.S. And yeah. many of them are human trafficking venues. Yeah. This is a point of comparison. There are 1,844 targets. Wow. Wow. What? Wow. That's crazy. That's Think about that. Talking. Like everybody knows Target. Everybody. But nobody knows the three times as many. And it says that um, only 30% of the parlors or illicit massage places have an actual person listed on the business records. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be a good way to find oh, them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. Law and order SVU. Okay. Last, not this past episode, but the episode before that was about massage parlors where they were trafficking these girls out of them and they could not find the owners of the building because it just kept going into like this terrible, this loop of like international business. And then, you know, mm-hmm. nothing had anybody's name really on it. And so, it, I mean, that ended up being a whole hoopla, but excellent, excellent episode, Law and Order. But anyways, well, I guess that brings us into Stumptown. Yes, let's go to <laughs> TV. TV land. Yep. All right, so this episode of Stumptown is where Dex got her license, finally. She didn't fully get it until the end, but in the very beginning of the episode, she is dressed up and her little brother's like, you look nice, Dex, what you doing? She's like, well, I'm, I'm going to a really important interview, but to get my license. And they had this kind of proud little moment and she's obviously super nervous. So this is the equivalent, the Hollywood equivalent of achieving your hours already and then getting your license, which Jamie has done. Right. And I, well, we were all like, how did she get her license already? When mm-hmm. yeah, Well, he didn't. Two cases. <laughs> well, he didn't really give her the license. He just gave her the approval hours. She still yeah. had to be approved by the board right. to actually get the license. But I was like, okay. So it felt a little bit like it was. Yeah, it's a little more on track with yeah. how it should be. <laughs> so, Jameen, Janine, Garofalo. I love her. She's an actress, comedian. She's the one that played the the lady essentially from the board who's, yes. you know, interviewing Dex to see. And so they sit down and of course the day has gone haywire and nothing's going the way Dex wants it to. But at the bad alibi bar, the Janine lady from the board sits her. down, comes to meet her and they're going to do their official interview. And she asked her, you know, like these all important questions. Why do you want to be a PI? And what, you know, what did she ask her? Why do you want to be a PI? What, do you have any, uh, do you associate with any criminals? Right. Do you, do you ever drink? Right. Do you do drugs? And Things was, like that. You know, do you have, <laughs> pretty much, she checked the box <laughs> for all of them, really, but she yeah. said no. And then she asked her, you know, like, well, why are you doing this? And she was like, let me just be honest. Right. <laughs> like, my best friend's a felon. Mm-hmm. I probably drink more than I should, mm-hmm. but I'm good at this. And, like, I don't know why I want to do it, but, like, I want to help people and, you know. That might sound trivial to you because she was really kind of like negative about the whole thing. Like, why do you even want to do this? It's a horrible job. Oh, I love the part where she was talking about having to pee in the car. 
Oh, yeah. She's like, she's you like, sat you're... in your car for 12, 14 hours. You've, your pee bucket is full. I thought about you. Your bladder. <laughs> your bladder's about to explode. You lost your chalupa under your front seat. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. That they must happen. have interviewed some PIs before they wrote this script. Oh, because... <laughs> That's exactly what it's That's like. real life. Yeah. Just pour your pee bucket out. <laughs> Look, Start I tried over. to pee in a bucket one time. <laughs> Was it good? No. <laughs> I'm a professional. Uh, Get me a large cup from Chick-fil-A and I'm good to oh go. Oh, my God. I can't do that. So I even have, like, I even showed it on LinkedIn. I have a little shiwi, and I yeah. haven't used it yet. It's it's intimidating. I mean, it's like a genius little design. Obviously, somebody worked a long time on it. It's like soft silicone. But it basically is so that uh, a woman can urinate standing up like a man. Which you might need to do at some point, like if you're in the woods or something or, you Oh, know. okay. That's my question. So you really can't use that in the car. Right. Yeah. So it's not helpful. No, it's not. <laughs> but it's funny. So I carry it with me, you know, and you never know. That so wouldn't bring any attention to yourself to just stand up next to your car. <laughs> right. I mean, guys can do it. So, but the thing is like, I'm nervous about it. And I feel like guys are just like, you're, you're just peeing like you normally would pee so you probably aren't like terrified while you're peeing you know well my thing is you still have to have like your pants down to like put this thing on you right like girl zippers are not like guy zippers you can't just like reach your hand in there and right fix it on (laughs) i'll probably never use it but but that was i mean that was kind of realistic where they were talking about yeah you know and you know what truly that's kind of what what mally said to me when they were like you want to be a pi i was like yeah i want to be a pi and they were like are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it's, and he, he, I remember him telling me, he said, you know, it's going to get really boring at times. There's going to be times where you're in your car for a really long time. It's not exciting is what he said. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to leave. And there yeah. has been, I mean, and truly it'll be that one moment that you decided to, to step mm-hmm. off for one second. Are you in a civil matter where you need to locate and serve court documents to someone? You might want to have divorce papers served to a wayward spouse or locate someone who owes you money. The investigators at Blackman Detective Services have the resources and intelligence to track down debtors and others avoiding being served with subpoenas, orders, and civil complaints. When there's someone you just can't find on your own or that has a history of avoiding, hiring an experienced investigator can be the key to unlocking the next phase of your case. Do you own or manage a business? The people you employ represent your company and your reputation. They might drive company vehicles or wear your logo. Your business's name is in their email. Blackman Detective Services pre-screens employees for statewide or national criminal records and DMV history so you can know before you hire. Verify the resume licenses and certifications for anyone applying to work for your business and your home. Thoroughly examine your child care and elderly care and even pet sitters. Call Blackman Detective Services and put good people to work. We had, there's a story of an investigator who worked for Blackman a while ago, and I don't know who it was, but he was working a case and he was out there for hours and he left to go to the bathroom <laughs> and, the, and the subject left. Oh no. And then when he came back, they were gone. Oh no. And I'm sure, I mean, chewed out, chewed, uh, I chew you out. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Yeah. That's I've done cool. it before, but only when there's a GPS on the person's car. Right. Mm-hmm. And even then, you're still taking a risk because if they leave and now you're following a GPS live on the road, like, hello. 
now have fun with that. You deserve this. Like <laughs> <laughs> you had to go that. You bag. deserve this. Get your cup. Uh huh. Chick Fil A cup. They'll get. They don't even charge you for water. At I tried to. I tried to pee in a strawberry bucket. I was like, this is nice and big. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I mean, it was an empty <laughs> strawberry bucket, but I was looking around my house like, okay, I got to prepare for this case. Um, I'm going to be in the car for a really long time. And so I grabbed the biggest thing I could so that aiming wouldn't have to be an issue. But even still, my car is tiny and I, and like the windows aren't like super tinted. And the police had already <laughs> been there that day to check on me. So like I'm out in the open, like <laughs> slash also in the woods. <sighs> That's okay. I won't do that again. But I, I thought that her answer was pretty accurate. I think the the type of people that do well at PI work do well at it and probably not well at other things. You know, th- there's some freedom that comes with the chaos. Right. You know, which it's kind of strange to say, you know, if somebody doesn't understand that. But it's, you know, our schedule is not, there. there is no schedule. Right. You know, it's just kind of like you're always working slash always not working. I mean, it's just absorbed into your day-to-day life as your right. job. And it's kind of, I feel like, you know, business owners probably feel the same way because it's just who you are. It's just what you do. And PI work is kind of like that, even if you, you don't work for yourself yet. Right. And you're all, I mean, you're always on. It's either that or you don't get the money. Right. Which is kind of where I'm at right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Super poor. Yeah, me, you have, but you have to work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So right. It's like. I know. But again, kind of that freedom and the chaos thing, like, you know. Right. I, I have the ability right now to where Blackman is flexible enough to where if I have to turn down work because of moving or because of my child or whatever, you know, right. we, we have enough investigators that can still cover that gap right there. But you are kind of on call all the time. Yeah. And Dex's situation isn't quite like that. I mean, she... Well, cause she she's, an, she's an individual PI and that's right. the plus about them. Like they just right. work like one case and then they you right. know, they work that case the whole time till it's done and then they move on and they usually don't take other cases in between because you can't you don't have enough hours in the day probably right or bodies to videotape you can't all be that. in two places at once so while all this is going on uh gray is MIA that's how Dex ended up having her interview at the bar she's covering for him right so then we you know trickle over to find out that he is getting ready to break open a safe for Kane. For Kane. Because Kane has finally come in, swooped him up, basically kidnapped him and said, you're going to do this job for me or I'll kill you. Right. And that's when you kind of realize that Gray's a total badass because he didn't put up with Kane shit. He, he's terrified. I feel like. I like him. I feel like <laughs> Gray protected him from getting killed and while they were locked up. Like something happened. Yeah, because at one point Kane was like. He was like, bitch. Kid. He's the only person that I let talk to me like that. And I don't right. know why. Like it was kind of oh, like a. Why. Right. Yeah. And you could tell. you owe him too. Right. You could tell the great way Gray was talking to him. He was like, look, I'm not, you're not going to punk me. <laughs> right. He, he was raised in a life of crime and learned how to do these things growing up. So either you learn it you know, through your, your big boy job, your real life job, or you do it criminally. And that's kind of how Gray did it. So he breaks into the safe and you would think like, it's going to be this cool, like Batman scene, you know, they break in and there's all kinds of money flying and stuff. It was like this, this ax. Oh, I knew it was going to be something small. Something weird. Because he was like, what's in here? He was like, I don't, he he didn't want to tell him, but it's an onyx ax. It was onyx. Yeah. That was why it was so, such a big deal. It, it was just was, like an axe head. It like was like Thor's artifact. hammer. <laughs> like what's Thor in Thor's hammer made yeah. of like some crazy stone know, some or something. Space I don't know, I don't material. 
<laughs> that hits really hard. Right, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got this this Onyx Axe piece. And, of course, they want to kill off the other guy. Gray's not willing to do that. And the whole time, my boo, he's, like, obsessed with the case, lied to the lieutenant, said he was mm-hmm. going to Hawaii. He's sitting there obsessing Working with the from case. home. Right. But he uses Dex to find Gray, even though she never got paid for this job. He knew that she, it wasn't about the money. I mean, he, that's her best friend. I mean, I don't know. Slash secret lover, I but think. he used her. He did use her. Yeah. Well, they found her best friend. Like, get used for that. That's fine. Like, I know. But there, there's a weird thing going on there. Gray I think they secret. Her. Yeah, he does. While she was searching for him, uh, you know, so Gray's essentially missing. Really, he's out robbing this uh, giant safe with the axe in it. And uh, Dex is looking around. You know, Gray lives upstairs at the bar that he owns at the Bad Alibi. Yes. And so she lets herself in upstairs and starts snooping around for anything and everything she could find that might kind of point to where he's at or what he's up to right now. And she finds a diamond engagement ring. Yes. Oh. Is it for her? I don't know. I don't know. I I think it's it's for for her. Yeah. Yep. I do too. My... Got a little butterfly there. I know. I was like, oh, see, I told you he loves her. I told you in the first episode he loves her. But why would he get that Or ring? Or it's for like he, he had this criminal girlfriend and she got blown up at a, like a safe robbery <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Like, unless it's kind of like the same situation Dex went through, but for his criminal lifestyle. Right. You know, it might be something like that. Who knows? Well. That's exciting. They find him. Yeah, they found him. They saved him. Hoffman got to keep his badge. And he got to put Kane away again. He wanted to kill him. He had the gun to his head. He wanted to kill him. I was him. so not. I was not impressed by that scene. Yeah, it was fake. It was kind, yeah, it was kind of obvious that he I wasn't going to, to kill him. Put this bullet in your head. I was like, you're not going to kill him. You don't even have it in you. Just. No, he's like true blue cop. Well, he couldn't die. No, Why they can't, can't kill him off because they're going to need him later, probably. Yeah. It's not done. <laughs> He's got to escape again. Yeah. He shouldn't have escaped in the first place, considering all he had done. I mean. Well, if somebody freed him, remember, they crashed into his bus. But why were they transferring him? It was all a plot. Yeah, it was. That was some, like. I don't think that they're going to use him again later unless they use him as, like, a source of information. Like, he's actually going to come around and be a, a decent, crazy person. I think that whole something that something else that happened in jail between Gray probably saving him. Ooh, maybe it was like uh, <coughs> Kane's sister that Gray was going to propose oh. to. Oh, oh, I like you know that. what I mean? Yes, that's, that's exactly why he's that. like. That's why he's like. Good girl. Oh. See, he figured it out. You think that's it? Or yes. Is, yeah, it would have to be a it's sister because be they're about the same interest. same age. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling accomplished. Right. <laughs> Oh, first off, Tookie. I like him. I love him. He's I so love awesome. him so much. He gets the opportunity to have like a pop-up uh, restaurant. Right, because while Gray was gone, the yeah. chef quit Yeah, at the Bad Alibi. And Dex was like, well, I it's only know one person. Tookie. That can cook. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So she brings him in and he's fixing these fabulous meals. Some NBA player that's like a food critic comes and then and Tookie is like really into his food I like, love the way he stares at them when they eat I know it. while they're eating because he's like he really wants to know he wants their approval essentially yeah. or or their critique because if they if he were to receive a critique he would he takes it well yeah but everything everybody likes everything I want to oh, eat let's talk food. about how smart <laughs> Ansel is right quick that was a good scene. oh yeah that was great so <clears throat> with the little card 
Yeah. yeah. So Ansel gets sent on a cilantro run for Tuki. <laughs> for Tuki because <laughs> the world will not go round if he doesn't have cilantro. As he leaves out, there was a guy at the bar who was basically watching either Dex or Ansel so that he can have some collateral in case Gray doesn't act the way that he wants him to act while he's breaking in the safe, right? Mm-hmm. So the guy convinces Ansel to get in the car with him, and then they go to this ice cream shop. And, of course, he's shooting him lies about Gray. You know, he called. You know, he's not really in Houston. He's here. You know, I'm oh, going to take you way. to see him. Right, which are all flag, flag, flag. But Ansel is smarter than that. That's right. why I love him. So he, you know, sees that he's not in a good situation. I didn't even know this was happening at first, but then I was like, smart guy. So the waitress walks into the bathroom, and he's like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. So he walks into uh, the bathroom and he had in his wallet a note that said, call Dex at this number, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, oops, I went in the wrong bathroom, you know, and then they go on. The lady calls Dex and Dex shows up and she pays off to <laughs> pays out. Well, she didn't pay him off. I like that little part. Oh, my God. That makes me want to make little cards like that for my daughter and teacher that if she ends up in a bad kind of like the sex trafficking thing, like right. you end up in a bad situation. That's kind of a cool thing. To give your children or, you know, your whatever, because, you know, he's not Dex's child, but your dependents, let's you know. Let's create a little thing. Oh, that would be nice. And, and make it, let's put that on your list. Yeah. To okay. do. To do. The little Ansel, Ansel list. Safety letter. Because, I mean, how many of, do your kids, how old are your kids, Joe? 12 and 15. Oh, you got yeah. big kids. Okay. That's still. <laughs> Does that's... Leanne know your number? <laughs> No, but I mean, the whole point of the card isn't for them to remember the number. It's for them to be able to secretly give it away, you know, when they're in a situation where they need help. I have a funny story about something like that. When my grandfather got married as a prank, this was back in full service gas stations. They put a note in his gas camp so that when the service agent came out to do it, the note fell out (laughs) and it said it was from like the bride, which was my grandma at the time. But like, help, this man is kidnapping me. (laughs) Oh, oh my, my God. Gosh. Just to mess with them. I guess simpler times that would have been funny. Right. Back then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the SWAT team would have been there nowadays. Like <laughs> Marshall's pulling them over on the side. But right, it is yeah. a cool idea to have like a little card that if you needed to be sneaky and just let somebody know right. really quick, like I'm in trouble, please call this person. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was great. That that was the whole, I mean, that saved the whole scene right there. Because right. who knows what that guy was going to. He probably would have killed him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. He wasn't playing around, right? Because Gray, of course, didn't do what he was supposed to do. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So Ansel would have died, and that's why Dex was so angry. So basically, Dex gets a phone call. She shows up. She saves Ansel in her usual badass way. She, she of course, puts the knife to his privates in the it's like we're gonna have some trouble chair. downstairs if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> do whatever I tell you to do. And I don't think Ansel knew what was going on. They had like a sweet moment. Oh, like it was, yeah. <laughs> he was. He just kind of trusts her, you know? And he was like, are you okay, Dex? Are you coming? And she's like, yeah, I love yeah, you. And he's like, I love you too. And she hands him the keys. Just go yeah. sit in the car. Everything's fine. Yeah. We're just going to have a little chat. Yeah. I love that. Knife to crotch. Hey, <laughs> do what you got to do. But then that didn't work so well because she got no. distracted and then he had the gun on her. Yeah. So that almost went really... Well, but she went into we that a little a overconfident, like, yeah, but he had, but it, he had, but it he had got Ansel. Ansel out of there. Yeah. yeah. That was what was important. Right. She's willing to fight, which she right. did. And yeah. she tore up the of kitchen course. and had him. Uh, <laughs> she saran wrapped his arms to his sides and stuck him <laughs> in the, the cooler. <laughs> She's like, can you deal with him, please? And Hoffman's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. He loves her. He loves, he loves her. her too. Everybody I loves know. her. She's awesome. Yay. 
so then what happens? So the come, uh, they come all, everybody's back, everybody's good. You know, Gray and Dex have their moment, and as soon as he tries to apologize, she, like, punches him in the face, and she's like, you idiot, you could have got Ansel killed, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so he was like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So she's mad. I don't know what happens. The lady comes in, she gets her PI license. She's like, congratulations, you're a PI. Yep. And they. Oh, and then Tukey comes out with a, a yellow pepper and puts a candle in it. No. Oh. <laughs> like instead of a cupcake, and it's a pepper. And he got good reviews from the food critic. Yeah, people. this was a happy ending episode. I, I was happy with that. Yeah. Until good Stumptown. Another, yeah. another Stumptown next week. Yay. That was a good one. That was better. It was. I was, was getting a little over it, but I feel I better about it. We came back. We came back. As long as we're not committing any crimes this week. <laughs> we don't commit crimes. You mean us? Not, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, last week well, I was we've been over to, this. I was willing to go to jail. Oh. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> I am not willing to go to jail. No, by, by no means. All right. So let's jump into the conclusion of our story that we started kind of in a hurry last week. So again, back uh, me up. Back me up. Where are we going to start? All right. So small recap. This is a real case that Blackman Detective Services has worked on, and it is. It's a real unsolved missing persons case currently outside of Blackman Detective Services, like with the authorities. So we're, we're going to give you kind of our little origin story and how we began with the case. A client came to us and he was a, a driver for a trucking thing. And every morning when he went to work, he would take a couple of soda bottles right? and he would put them so that he could have some caffeine and whatnot while he was driving. And he and his wife were having problems and he started to begin to notice that the soda bottle caps were not on tightly. Right. So he suspected his wife was putting some type of sleeping agent into the bottles, therefore causing him to fall asleep while on the road. Right. Um, and, you know, and Poss- die. Possibly killing him, yeah. Right. So he hired Blackman Detective Services to help him out and to kind of look into that whole scenario. So, of course, our first go-to is, well, let's test those bottles. So... We instructed him not to act like anything was different and to just act like it's a normal day, take the bottles, but give them to us this time. So we sent the bottles away to have them tested. That's not something that we do in our office ourselves. You know, (laughs) like we don't have a lab. We're not that cool. So we sent the bottles away and the test results came back and there was nothing. And what did we test for? What were we testing for? I don't know. I guess, I guess any... It, they be they should be looking for anything that is not already supposed to be in whatever's on the label, right? Right. So it's any a, it's a say it's a Mountain Dew. You're looking for soda, sugar, you know, high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, all that bad stuff. Right. Um, fizzies. No, and, you know, fizzies. That's Carbonation. <laughs> no sleeping agents. No cough syrup. No, yeah. you know, nothing that would make you sleepy or you know straight up poison. Because outside of this case, I mean, we heard that one story where the lady was like crushing up glass really really tiny and putting it into her husband's food and drink and it just slowly killed him from the inside and he bled out and now that was not found on tox like on tox screen right because it's a solid it's not a an element that they're looking for right Mm. Mm -mm -mm. all right so that's where we left off last week was we sent in the bottles they came back and there was nothing there our thoughts are this point that he and the wife had been arguing about who messed with the soda bottles. And we thought, well, maybe sometime during this argument, he let the cat out of the bag, you know, and that he he said something along the lines of, you know, he possibly said something about along the lines the- of, I've tested those bottles or I know that you're trying to kill me or, you know, whatever it was that he could have said as far as. Do you know if we already thought 
that she was had moved on with somebody else or are we just thinking like she's tired of him? Yeah, I think that that was part of it. I think that he felt like she was trying to get rid of him so that she could continue another life with another man. So did he know she was cheating on him? I think um, I, I, mean, I think he was suspicious and that's why he hired us. Okay. Not I think he was suspicious one that she might have been trying to poison him or that a boyfriend might have been trying to poison him. He didn't know who it was, but he felt like he might be trying, you know, somebody might be poisoning him. But you know how we're always talking about client, I'm sorry. Yeah, Hold no, on. it's fine. How we always talk about clients that don't give us the whole story before they come in. Yeah. This could have been this one of would those. have been one of those. I, I haven't read this case. I'm just kind of going off of a, a little recap. Yeah, of, but I mean, even just thinking of it, like all of a sudden, why would mm-hmm. you think that somebody was trying to poison you? There would have to be something going on in a relationship. And so I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So several months went on and we urged him to move out because he kept telling us that he was fearful for his life. His wife didn't work. And he came home from work one day and saw that a strange man was coming out of the back door to the house. So he spoke with this man and the man went on his way. Hmm. Don't know what that means, but who knows? Who are you? Why are you? You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine that that went well. So the wife said that that guy was just a friend and, you know, moving on from there now that his suspicions were even more raised, the husband's, he began to smell another man's cologne on his pillow when he went to bed at night. And that's what he told us. So he, he's, you know, who knows if you can, first of all, women can smell better than men. I'm not trying to be mean, but, but cologne is pretty, pretty. Right. Like does a man just come in? Yeah, it is. Why didn't she change the pillows? I'm sorry. I'm trying to help her. Why are you wearing so much cologne that the pillow smells like cologne? You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, you know, every now and then men, douse themselves and clone. I guess if they're in some hot and heavy, like sneak in and out the back door type thing. I don't know. So, you know, now we're thinking, all right, so client, she, she's not trying to poison you. We don't know what's going on with your bottles, but we checked them. So let's move on from there and find out, you know, who this man is. So hold on advice at that point. If this was current, we would definitely tell him that he doesn't need to, if you're going to buy soda to bring with you from work, you need to buy it after you leave the house need to go to the store and buy you some fresh sodas right. and put them in a cooler in your car. I mean, if that's how you, you have to work with your sodas, you just need to, you know, not take anything else from Yeah, the don't house. take any chances. You think she's trying to kill you? Don't let her kill you. I right. Mean, <laughs> again, this is a real case. I'm not but trying you, to, like, I roast mean, the man. <laughs> no, but I mean, but really, some people don't, I mean, when they're going through all of that, they, they're they afraid that they're going to offend the other person by mm-hmm. changing mm-hmm. up their routine or, you know. Or tip that, them off by changing well, yes. their routine. Right. You know, and, and they're going through something really emotional. So sometimes it takes the, the PI or a friend or somebody, some outside outsider looking in to kind of give you that type of advice. He may not have thought of that. I don't know. So we put a GPS on the wife's vehicle, but not, that didn't tell us anything. So now we're thinking the boyfriend always went to her house. She wasn't going to him. So after about five months, he didn't show up for work. The employer called the sheriff's department and reported him missing. The um, husband? The husband, our client. So he just didn't show up for work one day. The employer was like, where are you? Reported him missing. The wife said. Wait a minute. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there's a gap there. I mean, I I truly don't know. Like, where were we in that five months? Well, that wasn't my question because, I mean, sometimes we have clients that we don't talk to them. I mean, at this point, we're just kind of following a GPS and like digitally. Right. That's kind of where it dropped off is we put a GPS, but it didn't tell us anything. Right. So we don't have anything on you at this point. 
Um, so did she file the the missing case report, or did his job file the missing persons? His job tipped off the sheriff's department that he was missing. There's a flag right there. Mm-hmm. So she didn't do that. Mm. Like you didn't want to report your husband missing, right? So she said she thought that he was going to work. His vehicle had been pulled behind a workshop building on the property. No explanation of him being missing was established. What the heck? All right, so he lived near a a large body of water, and he had a boat. It's currently suspected that the wife and the boyfriend were the culprits. So here we go again. To this day, our client is missing. This was in 2015. He's not been found? Nope. He's not showed up? Nope. Is he still on the missing persons list? I could Let's look. look him up. Write that down. No, I don't have his name. We can get it. I wasn't on this case. That's fine. We can get it. Yeah. We're That's what we do. We're going to you, friend. Yeah. So there, there's no explanation. He lived near this body of water. Now we're thinking the wife and the boyfriend. Because, again, she didn't report him missing. Right. You know, Just, she she's like, I don't know. He went to work and didn't come home. You know, and then what? Like, what did she say? Where are the cops? What? Okay. His vehicle was left at work, which is weird. So this was the second marriage for both of them. And the wife had changed a few years after they married. She became mean after their marriage. She became alligator mean. (laughs) Uh, Probably then biting his head off at any moment she could. Right. But that's, okay, Black Widow sounds Mm -hmm. like to me. Oh, there's the name of our case, the Black Widow. Then, about three years later, we read in the paper that the wife was found dead in a tributary leading to the larger body of water. The sheriff said it looked like she fell out of a john boat while collecting clams and mollusks. The water at that location was about three feet deep. Some of us believe that the boyfriend became fed up with her alligator mouth and took her fishing. (laughs) So our client is still missing and the wife is dead of accidental drowning. So we talked to the boyfriend's wife. She knew what was going on between the husband and our client's wife. The boyfriend's wife didn't say in exact words, but it's believed that a plan was in motion for her husband to disappear. Then our client became missing and the sheriff's department was swarming everyone who knew the victim like a bunch of African hornets and she decided to keep cool. That's the end of my notes on that. So, wow. So client goes missing. The wife is found dead three years later. Right. So at this point, she's been investigated, you know, quite a bit. And now she's gone and the wife of the boyfriend believes that there was some type of plan for him to disappear at some point. So I think, I think that the, the boyfriend and our client's wife were planning some type of elopement, you know, they were both on their second marriage and then they found each other and they want to live this, you know, Bonnie and Clyde life. And so they were going to run away together, but first they had to get rid of her husband. So they got rid of her husband. Who knows which one of them did it? This is just my theory. I don't know. There are so many questions. Yeah. And now she's dead. And drowning in three feet of water. I mean, you could drown in like a teaspoon of water. So that's, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. You you could, but if if she's the type of woman to have grown up on the water, to have yeah, been with her normal. husband with a boat, you know, and then now, 
now you all of a sudden drown. Like, you know she knows how to swim. She was probably wearing waders. What? Waders? Waders. What are those? Those big, long rubber pants that come all the way up to your waist or higher. It's oh. a lot like a shoey. Yeah, a shoey. <laughs> a shoey? A shoey. Like oh, a shoey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a same shoe-y. material. Yeah. <laughs> nice and soft. Yeah. I didn't know they were called waders, but I guess they're wading in the water. Yeah, it's, it's like shoes connected, to rubber oh. shoes. Co- mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wade in the water. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, girl. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> All right, Black Widow case. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we can maybe we can pull that case file if we still have it. That was 2015. We've got it. I mean, at least we can try to maybe do some research and see what's going on now. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Still, my you know, thing we, is, he, is he still on the missing persons list? What happened in her crime? Mm-hmm. Did What did they roll it? You're saying that they just ruled it as she just Accidental died. drowning. So the authorities came to us three years later. So at this point... What do they want from us? Our case information on the case that we worked with him. Everything? I think so, yeah. Wow. That makes us really important. I know. Everything but the bottles because we we had the bottles for a long time in the evidence locker. Didn't we just throw those out Mm -hmm. recently? Yep. Mm. Well, I mean, after a certain amount of time, it's kind of what you do. All right. So is that the end of this story? That's the end it of the story. I mean, it's just an open-ended case. Gosh. Yeah. A it's lot of it's not at the like end. That. Yeah. A lot of times We don't always years, get the answer. Though, like years. And then, you know, it's by chance that you find out that this happened. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we just, you know, do one piece of the puzzle and then, you know, it's out of our hands. So ask the sleuth at gmail.com. Send us your stuff. Yeah. Let and again, with the human trafficking thing, too. I mean, it doesn't always have to be a problem. Is there something you want to hear us talk about? Right. Something you want to share. Right. Look in the description for the show. The sex trafficking hotline information is up there. Open your eyes, people. It's holiday time. It's time for us to be caring for others and, you know, looking out for our neighbors and stuff like that. Let's, you know, we know that yeah, Don't be so in, content to live in your own little bubble that you don't observe. Yeah, what's happening around you. Because there is a lot happening around you. All right. Three times as many as there are targets. Just saying. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. There are targets everywhere. All right. (laughs) See you next week. Thanks. We want to hear from you. Are you stuck in a complicated situation and you just need some advice? Email your story to askthesleuth at gmail.com and we'll read it on air. We'll give our opinion and so might our guests. We'll talk through your situation, but don't worry. We'll keep all of your information confidential. That's askthesleuth at gmail.com. Blackman Detective Services. Check out our website at blackmanpi.com and follow us on Facebook. We don't sleuth shame. Subscribe to The Sleuth on your favorite podcast app if you really want to know.